<laughs> All right, everybody. Well, welcome to or welcome back to Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. This is the full-blown news and advocacy stream that we do here on the uh, on the Big Grim Green YouTube channel. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. Sorry about I was just doing, you know, a little bit of... Uh, I, my, things were messing up. I was worried I was going to have some dangle clacks happening. And I was that little shot of, I was trying to avoid some dangle clacks, but welcome you guys. Welcome everybody. Are you ready to tuck in, tuck in for some news and or advocacy? First things first, I guess, you know, this used to be a live call-in show. Yeah. Used to be a live call-in show. M- might go back to that someday. I would actually love to try that experiment again, but we had like four glorious weeks of a live call-in show. Now what we do on Tuesday, Bro Tuesday, is we sort of unpack a little bit of uh, more recent news as it relates to the world of vaping, tobacco control, regulations, tobacco harm reduction, uh, and the such as. All the things like that and the such as. You were naked on the toilet, British eyes. No, I was not naked on the toilet, British eyes, but uh, I appreciate your uh, appreciate your enthusiasm. I'll say this as well. I'm a freedom guy. I try to avoid a lot of real divisive political talk on here. Vaping is not a partisan issue as much as people want it to be. We get attacked from the right. We get attacked from the left. It's up to us to defend ourselves. I'm a freedom guy. First and foremost, a freedom guy. I want you to be the most free adult American that you can. I'm a registered libertarian. So that's the lens that all of this news. Yeah. kind of gets viewed through. I saw a couple quick super chats here right out of the gate. We had clouds and coils. Appreciate that, bro. I have something to watch while I'm making God cores. Well, I hope that I hope this helps. I hope you don't get too ragey in the background that you mess up some God core coils. That would be uh that would be tragic. That would just straight up be tragic. Atlas Vape Co. Legion sent me, but I'm not leaving. Well, welcome, Atlas Vape Co. I'm glad to have you here, Atlas Vape Co. Glad to have you here. First of all, how's everybody doing? How's everybody doing in the chat? You guys doing good? Potato, I see you there. I'm doing pretty well myself. I appreciate that. Uh, I spent the day just you know, Tuesday, bro, Tuesday in the vlog always just puts me in a real weird mood. And it's because I spend literally the whole day just reading and reading and reading and getting madder and getting madder and getting madder and reading and reading and reading. But welcome to the one year anniversary of Evoli, you guys. Yeah. One year anniversary of Evoli. I think it was the 25th that it was first announced. What are we on the 20 day? So th- this one year ago, this week is when Evoli first started. You're good. You're doing good. You guys are all doing good. Daniel, Kevin, Shannon, Millerman, you guys are doing good. Awesome. That's what I like to hear. You know, this is the one year anniversary of Evoli. You guys, one year ago, this week is when we had the very, very first beginnings of the public health I don't know, kerfuffle that became Ivali. And what has happened in that year? What has happened in that year? Well, I don't know. Lots of people went back to smoking cigarettes. Uh, The public overwhelmingly just loathes nicotine vaping now. Yeah, time for some truth butter. (laughs) It's time for some truth butter, Patrick. Uh, The public in general just loathes nicotine vaping now the public believes that nicotine vaping is responsible for the lung injuries um 
overreaching governors like, uh, you know, Governor Gretchen Whitmer out there in Michigan, uh, Cuomo in New York, Inslee in Washington, Charlie Baker up there in uh, Massachusetts. They used the Ivali crisis, which you know what the politicians say, never let a good crisis go to waste. Am I right? Am I right or am I really right? Never let a good crisis go to waste. And they used the Ivali crisis to further demonize vaping, to further ban the products, ban the flavors, things like this. New York and Massachusetts and, and Washington and, and what did I say? Michigan, Ohio as well, California. California has been wanting to, uh, to ban e-cigarettes for the better part of 11 years now. Yeah, better part of 11 years now they've been wanting to ban vaping, vapor products, far less harmful vapor products, especially flavors they've been wanting to ban in California. They haven't succeeded quite yet, but they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep failing and they keep failing. And all it took was vitamin E acetate. Who knew? Vitamin E acetate in illicit black market THC dab carts to trigger this whole, uh, this whole thing, you know? Well, that and, you know, we can't forget that uh, it was Donald Trump that got on the news and talked about wanting to ban vaping. He, he was the first out of the gate who jumped on Ivali and said, uh, you know, people are dying and it's bad. We know that they're not good. We know that they're not good. He held that, held, held that big round table meeting. I'll post a link in, my, in the description of this video to my breakdown of that whole White House meeting. But uh, yeah, he met with uh, PAVE, Parents Against Vaping. He met with a lot of people. We really wanted to ban vaping there. Didn't back down until we rallied, which by the way, we're going to be rallying again September 5th. So what I thought we would do today, just take a little trip down. Oh God, it's coming. Vaping is better than smoking. Technically, yes, but so what? I, so I'm sorry. I had no control over that. It just happens at weird, inopportune times. Uh, I just don't want Governor Cuomo to ever forget that he said that. <laughs> That's going to age like milk. Governor Cuomo could have saved, you know, tens of thousands of smokers' lives, maybe hundreds of thousands of smokers' lives in the state of New York, but he hates nicotine vaping so much. It cuts into so much revenue for these states. Tobacco taxes, we're going to talk about that, I think, in the news portion of the vlog this week. MSA payments, it cuts into a lot. Vaping is a very disruptive technology, and when a state has built their economy around getting tobacco taxes, where is the state's motivation to actually get their citizens to quit smoking? I'll tell you where. Fucking nowhere. It's zero. It's zero. So I thought we would start off, uh, the, oh, man, how did you know what show you're watching? There you go. Oh, wrong side. There it is. Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. That's how you know it's not the vlog. We could easily switch over to the vlog. You want to switch to the vlog? Yeah, we're on the vlog. Welcome Thursday, guys. It's the vlog. No, we're back on Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. All right, I apologize for that. Sorry about that. I thought we'd kick things off here with just a little trip down, uh, down memory lane. Looking good? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, did, I got all set. I got all dressed today. I'm wearing actual clothes and not just joggers and T-shirts. You know, the live streams, uh, I don't leave the house because quarantine, because COVID, right? I, this is the only time I get to like show off my sweet new Dixon. Possible, <laughs> you know, fu possible future sponsor, Dixon Flannel. <laughs> 
Dixon Flannel Company. It's the only time I get to wear them. And then right after the stream, I just take it back off again. It, it gets worn like like 10 minutes a month. That's not true. A few hours a month, maybe that. Thought we would take a trip down uh, memory lane today. Get a little bit of uh, rage sweat going. Get a little bit of truth butter going. Thought we'd take a trip down memory lane today. Talk about a little bit about Evoli. When it started. How we got where we're at. Appreciate that, Ian. Don't forget to stay hydrated. These live streams are sponsored uh, in part by uh, the coldest water bottle. I'll put a link down in the description where you can pick one up if you're interested in it. They are legitimately amazing water bottles. And you can use the code GRIM and get uh, 10% off. Oh, no, TT Vape. We can't do, we can't possibly do Yak Song on a Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. Can't possibly do Yak Song on a Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. That's specifically reserved, specifically reserved for the vlog. Um, here's where we're going to start. E-Volley, taking a little trip down memory lane, starting off with Paul Blair on Twitter. A year ago, this week, one of the more significant, coordinated, and fraudulent public health scares was orchestrated at all levels of government. The 2019 vaping crisis. It took months to get reporters and the CDC to tell the truth about what was going on. Months took, I mean, damn near a year. It wasn't just months. They, they railed on vaping and vaping and vaping and vaping and governors continued to you know, sponsor legislation that would ban vaping products and flavored vaping products in their state, all based on the lie, the the actual lie. Hang on, I have one one little technology-related thing here I have to do. I could explain it, but it would be so boring. You you would hate your life afterwards. You'd say, Grim Green, why do you even bother telling me that nonsense? Sorry, this is just going to take a long time because my... Uh, Mac computer sucks butts. All right, there we go. Based on the lie, the lie from the CDC that Evoli had something to do with already legal regulated nicotine vaping. Turns out, we know it didn't, had nothing to do with it. And this is what sows distrust and mistrust in public health groups if I hadn't experienced Evoli firsthand, seeing what was going on and seeing how the CDC, I mean, there's no way to put it. They just lied. Seeing the CDC lie, seeing the CDC drag their feet on Evoli, how, how am I supposed to trust the CDC now when they're telling me things about uh, COVID-19? I can't. It's difficult. It's difficult for me. But yeah, here we go. Eight Wisconsin teens. Look at the date on this. What's the date? Friday, July 26th, 2019. One year ago, eight Wisconsin teens hospitalized with severe lung damage due to vaping, doctors suspect. Yeah, this is where it all started. In the United States, we've had millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of vapors using these products, these nicotine vapor products for the better part of 10 years, for the better part of a decade, then suddenly and without warning, was there warning? Eh, suddenly without warning in Wisconsin, 
eight teens get hospitalized for vaping. Juul had already been on the market for a few years with millions of users. Open system vapor products like this have been on the market for the better part of a decade with millions and millions of users using them, you know, without harm, without incident, safely. Then suddenly, eight teens were hospitalized in July. Seriously damaged lungs. We suspect these injuries were caused by vaping, said Dr. Michael, chief medical officer at Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. Yeah, their symptoms, including a cough, shortness of breath, and fatigue, worsened over days or weeks before the patients arrived at the Children's Hospital. Some reported fever, anorexia, which that's the first and last time in all of Ivali that I heard the term anorexia thrown around. Fever, anorexia, chest pain, nausea, and diarrhea. Scans and x-rays showed inflammation or swelling throughout both lungs. Now, if you were just whatever, Dave, the regular U.S. citizen, you don't smoke, you don't vape, you're just whatever. You're just a guy and you just watch the news and this comes up on your CNN that now there's eight kids that have been hospitalized because of vaping in Wisconsin X-rays showed inflammation and swelling throughout their lungs. What would your opinion of vaping be on that if you had not heard anything before? And the first news you get is this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. COVID-19-like symptoms? You know what? I don't know. There's been some (laughs) postulation. I guess that's the best word that I can use for it. I've seen this on Twitter from a few people, but there's been some postulation that this was the the very beginnings of COVID-19, COVID-19-like symptoms. They go on in this article to talk about, well, you know, vaping, 11% of middle schools and middle schoolers in Wisconsin vape, and uh, no, 11% of middle schoolers have tried it, and 4% of middle schoolers are current users of vaping 32% of high school students are vapors now. And most cigarettes contain nicotine. Most e-cigarettes contain nicotine, the same highly addictive chemical compound found in cigarettes and other tobacco products. Nicotine can damage parts of the brain that control attention and learning. Also, there have been cases of these devices exploding and injuring users. This was, this initial CNN report was nothing but a vaping smear campaign. Nothing but a vaping smear campaign. Here's how they ended it. Teens can buy e-liquids that taste like gummy bears, cotton candy, peanut butter cups, and cookies and cream, to name a few. As they experiment, some kids find their way to stronger stuff. What? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Also considering the fact that Oh, we're going to get into so much CDC stuff. Imagine maybe you're just a youth and you're just like a a 12-year-old kid and you're like, I don't know what vaping is. I've never heard of it before. And then your mom comes and talks to you. Well, I heard some kids got sick from vaping. And did you know that you can buy e-liquids that taste like gummy bears? Well, now who's advertising to kids? Now who's making kids aware of vaping and telling them that vaping has has a kid's menu? Gummy bears, cotton candy, peanut butter cups, and cookies and cream? 
You know, vaping comes in those flavors, youths, but don't try it. <laughs> but don't do it. All your friends are doing it, but don't do it. It tastes like gummy bears and all your friends are doing it, but don't do it. That's the messaging we got from the FDA. That's the messaging that we got from CDC. That's the messaging we got from basically all of mainstream media. Not too long after that, I mean, every single news media outlet picked up on this. Every single media news outlet picked up on this. Discount zero two in with the super chat. I don't want to be a downer. Thanks for what you do, my man. My shop's now closing because of Rona, but shit, man, one door closes, another opens. Love you, man. I am really sorry to hear that. Shit, I'm really sorry to hear that, Discount Zero Two. Here, let me give you a fist bump there, my man. I'm so sorry for your shop closing. Uh, awful. Awful. You know, and that's... I don't want to go on a whole other rant about coronavirus. Uh, I don't want to. I'm just not... I'm going to prevent myself from saying anything right now. Vapors Cloud, very gracious of you. Hey, Nick, check your email. I emailed you back. This is not a payment for a good review. Lol, I just thought this would be a good way to get your attention. Okay, hey, look, you got my attention, Brian Vapors Cloud. I'll jump back in those emails. Direct, that's my first order of business directly following this live stream, Brian Vapors Clouds. I appreciate that. Paul Smith, hey, Grim, happy Wednesday from Kingar- Kingaroy, Australia. Yeah, happy Wednesday. It's Wednesday, bro, Wednesday for you, Paul Smith. Appreciate that. Trey Watt. Hello and welcome. I received my Grim merch the other day and now I am repping the cool kids. Yes, much love. Fist bump here. Boosh. I'm glad you got your merch, man. I appreciate that. Wear it wear it proudly, sir. Ranger man, I don't like the term Evoli. It's misleading. Uh, it was in reality lipoid pneumonia from vitamin E acetate. Look, yep, it, you're 100%, 100% correct, Ranger man. It was lipoid pneumonia from vitamin E acetate. That's exactly what it is. And if you remember, I couldn't find, let me try to find this. I'm not gonna be able to find this. It was originally called uh, VAPI. Do you remember when the CDC tried to call it VAPI? Yeah, vaping associated pulmonary injury. They wanted to call it VAPI or VAPI. Vaping associated lung injury. The nomenclature did not stick around that long because they ended up calling it e-volley, e-cigarette, or vaping-related lung injury, but they originally wanted to call it vapey. They wanted it to sound like vaping. They wanted it to sound like vaping. Now, this is, this is where we come to a weird thing. I found this on the U.S. News and World Review from around that same time, September 30th, 2019, vaping and e-cigarettes, the new public health problem. The risks of vaping may be greater than originally thought and may outweigh the benefit of using vape pens and e-cigarettes to curb smoking. They are really trying to discredit vaping and e-cigarettes. I hate the term e-cigarettes. I hate the term vaping now. Can we think of another thing? Can we think of another thing to call vaping? Nicking? That was mine, but then that's just selfish because my name's Nick. And I want you to look at the date on this. This was published September 30th, 2019, right? September 30th, 2019. But the very beginning of this article starts off and says on November 5th. And that doesn't make any sense to me. 
How did they publish an article on September 30th, 2019, but the article starts off and says on November 5th. That's a full, more than a month away. That's, that's a full month away. They completely skipped October. Feels like a real, real Orwellian move there. Real Orwellian move there. And I, like many people right now, because you know we're, we're living in a really, really boring dystopian future, uh, I've gone back and started rereading George Orwell's 1984. Highly encourage everybody to read this book. But if you haven't read this book, one of the jobs in this Orwellian future of 1984, if you work at the ministry, one of the jobs at the ministry is to go back and erase news and change the news so that the ministry, the powers that be, the ministry, the government in this case, always looks correct. You go back and you go back and you erase news. You, you, you know, it goes into like an incinerator. This was published on September 30th, 2019, but starts off by saying on November 5th. That just seems real weird and Orwellian to me. Real, real weird and Orwellian to me that they can go back and edit the news so that the news that we got then looks more like we were right the whole time. You know, we were right. We were right the whole time, you guys. We were right the whole time. And it wasn't until much later, <laughs> much later, actually in November, on November 8th, that the U.S. News and World Review corrected themselves and said, well, okay. Turns out that it was vitamin E acetate uh, linked to the vaping lung illness. No even, no even need to include vaping in that headline. Well, turns out it was uh, turns out it was vitamin E acetate. That's right. We went back and edited our articles so that we uh, so that we look so that we look correct. Uh, Tuck Dolphin in with the super chat. First super chat. Uh, watching from my vape shop. Thank you for all you do for the industry. Fist pump and keep on vaping. Yo yo. Hashtag. So what? Yeah, that's right. So what? That's what you did. You didn't know that you could do that. Now you just so what away everything. Uh, the Irishman, very gracious of you. Exploding devices is enough to ban vaping, especially considering batteries shouldn't be used outside of a battery pack, but they didn't need MSA money then. Yeah, well, no, I mean, exploding devices isn't enough to ban vaping if there were a... Look what happened with, uh, you know, the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 or whatever. What was the, What was that phone that kept exploding? They didn't ban cell phones. They didn't even ban LiPo batteries. They did a recall on those, corrected it, and made them safer. Things should be regulated for safety only. That's the only reason things need to be regulated for, to make sure that this is safe. Not from the effects of this, only the, only the safety of the actual product, not the effects of the actual product. Does that make sense? Did I say that correctly? I hope I said that correctly. Zach, <laughs> you know, we're living in a society. Yeah, I'm rewatching Seinfeld as well. James, very gracious of you. Uh, Nick James here from the UK. Always watching your streams, but never catch you live. Just want to message, say thank you. You're, oh, thank you very much, James. I appreciate that, man. And I apologize right now to anybody that's watching somewhere else in the world. If you're sitting there and, you know, in New Zealand or the United Kingdom or Ireland, and you're going, uh, we never had a volley here. 
Yeah, be, be thankful that you never had Ivali there. Be never be thankful that you never had Ivali there. During this very similar time, I'm going to look at the date on this. Yeah, this is uh, October, okay? So this is in between those two U.S. News and World Review reports. The Des Moines Register, yeah, the Des Moines Register did their little thing on Ivali here and said, as state officials warn of vaping dangers... Iowa AG defends vaping products for adults. Yeah, Iowa Attorney John Miller, Iowa, Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller, Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. He was the only one, the only person, the only voice of reason during all of Evoli that had any sort of like, you know, power or influence or anything like that. Who came, who came to the defense of it. He said, no, no, this is, what do you, this is vitamin E acetate. He was basically saying what we were all saying. No, no, this, this is vitamin E acetate. This is from the black market. This is, these are THC cartridges that are getting these people sick. It has nothing to do with already legal, already regulated, legal nicotine vapor products. We shouldn't be banning these because adults need them to get off of combustible tobacco cigarettes. He was the only one. He was the only person of interest, person of power saying anything to defend vaping products. That's why I like Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. Look at that guy. How do you not like that guy? And even then, what the Des Moines Register tried to do is kind of like smear him a little bit. They kind of tried to like, like tarnish, tarnish his, his, his reputation a little bit. In this same article, they say, well, you know, Miller, who served in an unpaid role on an e-cigarette company's advisory group, uh, Miller and his staff have communicated extensively with Jewel Labs, a leading vape company as part of an unpaid advisory board it worked on combating underage uh, e-cigarette use, according to the emails obtained by the register. So the Des Moines Register was trying to more or less like smear Tom Miller a little bit. He's the only one. He's the only one standing up for vaping during the time of Ivali. Like I said, like I've repeated myself like a thousand times now. I already got rage sweat going. Can you see it? Glistening glistening off of my forehead. Let's let's take a quick break. Let's stay hydrated, Hydro Homies. Miller, who served in an unpaid role on an e-cigarette company's advisory group, said his stance is based on the belief that commercial vaping products are not associated with an outbreak of what's been described as lung injury cases. So he was correct. He was and still is correct, but that did not stop the Des Moines register from trying to smear him for speaking out. Well, he talked to Jewel Labs. He was part of an unpaid role on an advisory board that worked on combating underage use of e-cigarettes, according to emails obtained by the register. That group finished its work last fall. He said there was nothing improper about that role. He's absolutely right. There is absolutely nothing improper about that role. But it didn't stop the press, the media, pardon me, it didn't stop the media from trying to smear his good name. And damn it, that's one thing I will not stand for. 
You do not smear the name of Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller right here. Look at him dance. Hi, I'm Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller. I'm dancing for vaping. I will not stand for that. I will not stand for that. <laughs> I will not stand for that. And so eventually, 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 after all of the damage had been done, after a multitude of stores have shut down. Hundreds of stores have shut down across the country. People are changing their opinion of vaping. And all it took was media. All it took was CNN. All it took was the Des Moines Register. All it took was the U.S. World and News Review. All it took was all of these news media outlets reporting that vaping was causing all of these without doing any sort of deep dive into it, without reporting, you know, facts or truth or anything like that. That's all it took. Shut down hundreds of businesses. Shut down hundreds of businesses. Probably sent thousands of people back to back to combustible, deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So here we're going to have to jump over to Chrome right now. Finally, 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 the CDC, the CDC comes out and says, okay, here, here it is. Here, here's really what Evali is all about. The last time they updated this, February 20th, 25th, pardon me, February 25th, 2020. And then that's where they left it. That's where they left it. As of February 18th, 2020, a total of 2,807 hospitalized Evali cases or deaths have been reported to CDC from all 50 states. The District of Columbia and two U.S. territories Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. Exclusively an American problem. Exclusively an American issue. Let's see where they left this. Right here. Due to continued declines in new Evali cases since September 2019 and the identification as vi of vitamin E acetate as the primary cause of Evali, Today's release is the final CDC update on the number of hospitalized Evali cases and deaths nationally. That's all it took. Cases went down. Vitamin E acetate was discovered as the culprit from black market, illicit THC cartridges. It never had anything to do ever with legal nicotine vapor products. Vitamin E acetate was identified uh, in 48 of the 51 Evali patients. And the other two had something else wrong with them. It had nothing to do with legal regulated nicotine vaping products. And that's where we are a year later. What kills me is that a year later, I got a you know, you know, when you do a CASA call to action or when you write an email to like your senator or something like that, like I did a CASA call to action and I sent an email to Diane Feinstein, which, right, like I'm going to get through to D Diane Feinstein and you get those like cookie cutter responses back where it says, well, thank you very much for reaching out to me on this very important issue. According to the CDC, there were 2000 injuries related to vaping. Politicians, even though the news media has kind of dropped it off a little bit, politicians are still citing Evali as the reasoning for wanting to ban flavored vapor products. It's the reason 
why fucking John Republican what's his face in Texas authored the the vape mail ban bill because of Ivali it's still doing damage oh it's still doing damage and the CDC has done nothing to you know correct anybody or or do anything they they drug their feet for months and months and months even though even though we had articles like this from the Metro Times. What's the date on this? Oh, October 16th, 2019. Michigan, still focused on nicotine vaping despite deadly lung illnesses linked to tainted marijuana. Leafly, something very similar in December 2019. Keeping in mind, CDC didn't update this until February, until this year. They didn't finally say, okay, it was, it was vitamin E acetate, you guys. It was vitamin E acetate. Yeah. Reluctantly, it was just vitamin E acetate. It had nothing to do with nicotine vaping. December last year, Leafly, at year's end, it's time to ask, why did the CDC ignore vaping evidence? Spectacular question. Spectacular question. If 2019 was the year of the vaping health crisis, 2020 will be a year of a reckoning. The first question must be asked is this. Why did American public health officials fail so spectacularly? (laughs) Why did they fail so spectacularly? Is the same thing going to be said about COVID? COVID COVID-19? Why did we fail so spectacularly? Well, it's because we don't get access to data. We don't get access to information. What we get, and what this is something that I talk about into the ground, is we get targeted messaging. This happened when, when Scott Gottlieb announced the, uh, the youth epidemic in 2017. He said, well, I looked at the preliminary numbers. You know, I can't do a Scott Gottlieb impression. I haven't heard him talk that much. Scott Gottlieb said, well, I've looked at the, uh, you know, the, the preliminary tobacco, National Youth Tobacco Survey, and there is an epidemic of young people vaping in the United States of America. And everybody and other scientists and, and everybody would just went, well, can we see the data? And he's just, no, you can't. You, have to, you just have to take my word for it. I'm going to go work for Pfizer now. <laughs> That's essentially what happened. That's essentially what happened. Gizmodo of all people, Gizmodo said the same exact thing. The CDC still warning people to stop vaping completely over lung illnesses. But why? This is in October that people were questioning uh, why Why is the CDC still telling people to stop vaping? Why? We know what it caused. We know what caused it. 48 of the 50 patients all tested positive for Vitamin E acetate in their lungs. They said they got the, the off of, you know, they said they got these cartridges from illicit sources from the black market. Tainted THC cartridges. But, but we're going to go after nic- flavored nicotine vaping. The same nicotine that's in these are in gums and patches and those aren't, uh, those aren't banned or harmful for you to use. There's been... Decades of studies done on nicotine gum and passage uh, and and patches. Nicotine gum passages, yeah. Nicotine gum and pa- and patches. 
I cannot talk today. Maybe I've sweated out too much truth butter. Maybe you got to stay hydrated, Hydro Homies. But why? Why did the CDC do this? I'm not going to read this whole article. I'm just going to leave this in the description. I think it's because, knock, knock, who's there? The revolving door between Big Pharma and the government. You see, it's in the government and the CDC's best interests to keep big pharmaceutical companies happy. That's where their best interests are. It's not in the health and safety of the citizens. If it was, Ivali would have never been a thing. And we're going to get to how they could have possibly prevented Ivali. How could the CDC have possibly predicted Ivali? Well, they kind of knew about it. They kind of just didn't care. And they kind of just stopped reporting on youths using uh, cannabis products. We're going to get to that in a second. I just want to share this one thing here. Um, Brenda Fitzgerald, does anybody remember this? Brenda Fitzgerald. Brenda Fitzgerald was forced to step down as head of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention after confirming that she traded tobacco stock while leading anti-smoking efforts on a national scale. She was forced to step down. Head of the CDC was forced to resign for telling people not to smoke cigarettes while trading tobacco stocks. How can you look at that and think that the CDC has your best interests in mind? Defund the, <laughs> defund the CDC. And who do you... and It just makes me insane. It just makes me insane now because there's this pandemic going on. I'm sure we've all heard of it. I'm sure we all know of it. It's a very real thing. But how do we know the information that we're getting is truthful and honest and accurate? How? How? I can't trust the CDC. I can't possibly trust the FDA. Who am I supposed to trust? I have to dig. I have to do all of these deep dives into all of this information myself. I'm the only person I trust. Because we all, vapors all saw Evoli happening. We're, we're kind of going, it's not nicotine. It's, why, wait, why is everybody saying it's vaping? Wait, why is everybody saying it's nicotine? It has nothing to do with nicotine. Vitamin E acetate, vitamin E acetate, vitamin E acetate, vitamin E acetate. We're just shouting it from the rooftops. Turk made stickers. It's like, it was the fucking black market cartridges. Vitamin E acetate, vitamin E acetate. And meanwhile, the CDC and the public news media with a much louder voice just kept saying, nope, vaping, that's what it is. It's vaping and only vaping. And vaping, youth vaping, and your kids are going to die and vaping is going to punch you in the dick again. Yeah. Who can you even trust? We thought we could trust Brenda Fitzgerald, but no, she was trading tobacco stocks while leading national anti-smoking efforts. There's this one line in here that I absolutely love and I'm going to highlight it. It is almost as if public health has been rigged to serve the corrupt interest of appointed officials. My comparison that I made with Scott Gottlieb earlier was not that far off. That's essentially what happened. He said, I've seen this data. There's a youth vaping epidemic. Can we see that data? No. Now I'm going to go work for Pfizer. Th that was the chain of events that happened. Now I'm going to go work for Pfizer. 
There's a revolving door. <laughs> there is a revolving door between the government and public health and big pharmaceuticals. And a lot of people, a lot of vapors want to talk about how, oh, big tobacco, these politicians are in big tobacco's pocket. It's not big tobacco, you guys. It is not big tobacco that is against vaping. I follow big tobacco companies on Twitter. I follow Dr. Moira Gilchrist on Twitter. She is not against vaping. She is pro-vaping, pro-harm reduction. It is big pharmaceuticals who make money off of sick people that are anti-vaping. It's almost as if public health has been rigged to serve the corrupt interests of appointed officials. Yeah, and so a year later, the damage that's been done is smokers continue to smoke. San Francisco uh, banned flavors, banned vaping. What happened in San Francisco? Oh, that's right, smoking rates went back up. PMI stock went back up for selling more cigarettes. Youths started smoking more cigarettes. We had the lowest youth smoking rates in recorded history because of vaping. And Ivali and CDC and the mainstream media ruined all of that and got youth smoking again somehow. Got youth smoking again somehow. Gunner, it's funny to me, I uh, can still walk into a tobacco store and get cherry pipe tobacco and grape apple peach cigarillos. Yep, but you can't get a, uh, what's in here? That's right. Let's have a vape of some flavored e-liquid. What flavored e-liquid is in here? Oh, yeah, this is a strawberry something. Yeah. Strawberry something, baby. This is illegal. This is illegal. This is black market. You know, that's black and gray market. I'm going to have links in the description to literally, literally everything I talk about. Um, well, we've been going shit. We've been going almost an hour. So I, I, we're going to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of story time with Grim Green. Let me hydrate real quick. Hydro homies one more time. That sponsor, actual sponsor. Grim Green has sold out to the coldest water bottle. I'll have a link in the description. You can use the code Grim, G-R-I-M-M for 10% off your order from the coldest water bottle. Insulated water bottle. Insulated beyond repair. Ah. I'm going to put some links all down in the description, including, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if anybody listened to the whole, uh, this guy, the full grim podcast I did perverse psychology, how anti-vaping campaigners created the youth vaping epidemic. It's a great podcast. It's all, it's just under an hour long. It's about 47 minutes long. I believe, um, it's based on a paper that Michelle Mitten wrote for the competitive enterprise Institute. I'm going to link both the podcast and the actual, because look at this. Look how long this is. I read this article. Look, no, it just keeps going. Yeah, doesn't even stop. Not even halfway through this. Just keeps going. Just keeps going. Look how long. Full of amazing information. Incredible information. Still keeps going. Now we're about halfway through. Still keeps going. Still keeps going. And I'm thinking I'm reading this and I'm loving every second of what I'm reading and I'm trying to figure out a way to get this to you guys without just saying, hope you can read like a novel from Michelle Mitten. If you're not interested in reading this, still going, still going. <laughs> if you're not interested in reading this long of an article, 
then I'll have a link in the description where you can listen to my dulcet tones. Read it for you. I'll just read it to you. It's like an audio book of a science paper, and it's by far, I mean, that's probably the nerdiest thing I've ever done. That's probably the nerdiest thing I've ever actually said. But I'll post a link to that down in the description as well. So let me do a couple more of these super chats, and then we're going to, well, we're going to rag a little bit more on the CDC because... Why wouldn't we want to uh, rag a little bit on the CDC? Nick, uh, James here from the UK. Oh, that's right, James. That's right. I I got you, fam. Uh, Death Cave Studio. Happy coils. Happy yo-yoils. Happy coils. (laughs) Happy yo-yoils. If anybody was around for my build stream yesterday, that's a good one. That's, That's my favorite one so far, Death Cave Studio. 9-4 Vape. Do teens vape for a buzz and not flavor? Technically, yes. But so what? Nick, hope you're doing well, man. Yo, yo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, like I said, there was a big White House meeting that they had about vaping. And I can't find this particular video that I'm looking for anymore. But one of the PAVE ladies, I can't remember. It might have been the one that committed perjury. I don't really remember which one it was. But she's leaning over to someone, to Trump, to, to Secretary Azar, to someone and you can hear her like whispering, like trying to keep it off camera, off of audio. She's talking about the high nicotine content. And she says, our kids, they're getting high. The kids are getting high. They just want to get high. Why do you think that no youths cared about vaping until 60 milligram salt nicks were available? Yeah, it's to get them high. I did the same thing in high school with cigarettes. I remember being on a band trip not too far from here in Valencia, California, near Magic Mountain. Our band, our high school band, would come down to Magic Mountain and we'd play for like 15 minutes. And we would play and then we'd have the rest of the day to spend at Magic Mountain. And then when we got back to the hotel at night, you know, my buddy Daniel, Daniel had some some cigarettes and we would all go outside and we'd take a few rips on cigarettes and we'd run around like little fucking high school idiots like, I'm so buzzed, bro. I'm so buzzed from the nicotine and that cigarette. I'm so buzzed. I'm like high basically right now from cigarettes. That's, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. That's what they're doing. They're getting, they're getting high off of cigarettes. Southern Comfort. I appreciate you being here, man. Rage Sweat. Yeah. There was some truth butter flowing. That's okay. We got some more truth butter to get through as well. This is going to be great. The second half of this, the next half hour is probably going to be some of the best YouTube content that's ever existed. That's, that's, I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, you guys. It might be the best that's ever existed. I've seen them, Joe. Atlas Vape Co., I'll be in D.C. in September. See you there. You will see me there. I will be in D.C. in September. Shit, we're getting into August already. I'm going to have to book a flight. I haven't booked my flight yet. I got to book a flight. Does anybody? Uh, I'm going to have to get a hotel. Uh, It's not going to be as fun. It's not going to be as fun without my wife. My wife can't go. You know, my wife and I spent our one-year wedding anniversary, (laughs) our goddamn one-year wedding anniversary at the rally in Washington, D.C. When the time came, we had plans We had stuff we wanted to do for our one year anniversary. And then when the rally happened and I noticed, oh, it's it's right on our anniversary, the day of our anniversary, my wife, 
God bless her. No questions asked. Just said, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go to the rally and that's how we're going to spend our anniversary. And so that's where we spent our anniversary. We spent our anniversary with you guys in the trenches holding signs and yelling and protesting with you in front of the White House. And it's just not going to be as fun without my wife there, damn it. Thank you, Michelle Lynn, for reminding me to hydrate. Chasing clouds and flavor reviews. Uh, vaping side effects. Uh, punches, di- <laughs> punches dicks. It punches dicks. If you're grim green, a vaping side effect is that nicotine will punch you in the dick. If you're rip trippers, a vaping side effect is dry knuckles. So you can buy my powder. Buy my powder, you guys. It's a dry knuckles, dry knuckle world out there. And only I got the powder to save your dry knuckles. Sorry. I'm also going to put a link in the description today from an article that I've put out there a bunch of times. I wish that Forbes would give me the permission to just read this as like an audiobook type of podcast because it's amazing. It comes from one of my most favorite people on earth, Sally Sattel. Nicotine itself isn't the real villain. This is from 2015. 2015. She's a subject matter expert on nicotine and wrote this incredible article about nicotine. Incredible article about nicotine. And it's crazy to me how little people still understand nicotine. People still think, in the United States especially, people still think that nicotine is like a carcinogen? Like what? What are you, crazy? What, have you completely lost your mind? It's not, it's, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. So I'm going to post a link to that in the description. Uh, uh, what else did I have up here? Oh yeah, why we don't say marijuana. I'm going to get to that in just one second. So the last thing I guess that I wanted to talk about today uh, was all spawned from, uh, was all spawned from this tweet here from, Mr. Guy Gardner, Charles Gardner over there on uh, over there on the Twitter. What did he have to say? He had to say this. Yeah, that's right. This is from the article that we're about to read. But uh, Charles Gardner over there, PhD, he's a big vapor advocate. If you're not on Twitter, uh, get on Twitter and then follow him. Reminder, heavy youth e-cigarette use reporting ever use of THC vapes. 2016, 62%. 2017, 73%. 2018, 71%. What about THC vaping in 2019? We have no idea. Why? Because the CDC removed that question from the 2019 National Youth Tobacco Survey. Duh. Something fishy's going on there. Why would they remove that? Why would they remove that from the National Youth Tobacco Survey? Why would they remove anything that has anything to do with cannabis or THC? Why would they remove that? Well, Dr. Michael Siegel runs a blog called The Rest of the Story, and it's spectacular. Here's where we're going to get to some story time with Groom Green, so just tuck in, listen. Michael Siegel, uh, first of all, Michael Siegel, a little background on Michael Siegel. Uh, follow him on Twitter as well. If you're on Twitter, Follow both of these people on Twitter. Michael Siegel is a professor in the Department of Community Health Sciences, Boston University School of Public Health. He has 32 years of experience in the field of tobacco control. He previously spent two years working at the Office on Smoking and Health at the CDC. 
where he conducted research on secondhand smoke and cigarette advertising. He has published nearly 70 papers related to tobacco. He testified in the landmark Engel lawsuit against the tobacco companies, which resulted in an unprecedented $145 billion verdict against the tobacco industry. He teaches social and behavioral sciences, mass communications at public health and public health advocacy in the master's public health program at the Boston University School of Public Health. So those are his credentials. (laughs) Those are his credentials. So this is coming from him. Starts off and it says, CDC is concealing and suppressing information on youth marijuana vaping to overhype harms of e-cigarettes. Now, I'm not going to blame Michael Siegel for this, but in this article, as I'm reading it, I'm going to change the verbiage of marijuana to cannabis. There's a reason for this, and it's just this thing that got stuck in my head, like, not that long ago, but it's, I don't like to say that, I don't like to say marijuana. I like to say cannabis. And this is from, this is a side note here from a dispensary here in California, Harborside, Shop Harborside. I don't like using the term marijuana. I prefer using the term cannabis because it's a respectful scientific term that encompasses the many uses of the plant. This is all historical, factual shit here. The word marijuana or marijuana is a pejorative term that has played a key role in creating a negative stigma around the plant. William Randolph Hearst. Not heard of this guy? Look into him. William Randolph Hearst was just a straight up horrible racist person and was a hardcore cannabis prohibitionist. Hardcore cannabis prohibitionist. And he sort of populated the term And he used the media to create these sort of lurid and false narratives about black and brown people committing outrageous acts of murder and mayhem under the influence of marijuana. You know, it's it's a stigma thing. It's a pejorative term. And I just don't like it. It it, it discredits cannabis. and, And I just don't like using the term. So I'm going to be changing just a little bit, uh, just a little bit of his verbiage in here. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is concealing and suppressing information on the number one cause of severe vaping related health harm on the number. (laughs) Hi, can I start over real quick? Boop, click, ting, marker, mark it. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is concealing and suppressing information on the number one cause of severe vaping-related health harm to youths in order to deceive the public into thinking that e-cigarettes are at the top of that list. In fact, the number one cause of severe vaping-related health damage to youths is not electronic cigarettes, although you would not know it from reading the CDC's literature on youth vaping. Here's the rest of the story. The chief cause of substantial health harms to youth from vaping is actually not e-cigarettes. It's cannabis or THC vaping. The the hundreds of youth who have become severely ill with e-volley have been harmed not by e-cigarettes, but by cannabis carts. 
The deaths that have occurred among the youths from Ivali outbreak were not caused by e-cigarettes, but by THC. Substantial numbers of youth have been affected by psychosis due to vaping THC. And in some cases, groups of youth have actually been taken to emergency rooms because of vaping THC products that may have been contaminated with synthetic THC and other drugs. This is by no means to minimize the harm being caused by addiction to devices such as Juul, which deliver high concentrations of nicotine salts. However, it is to point out that what is actually causing serious acute health harms in adolescence is THC, not e-cigarettes. I know. Green-eyed lady, I hate the term e-cigarettes as well. Cannot stand it. Cannot stand it. For some reason, the CDC has been concealing this critical information from the public for three years in a row. 2016 to 2018, the CDC's National Youth Tobacco Survey showed that the overwhelming majority of youths who were heavy e-cigarette vapors 20 or more days per month were also vaping cannabis. However, in all three years, the CDC failed to report this data. In fact, had the CDC reported this data in 2016, it is possible that steps could have been taken that would have averted much of the death and disease caused by Evoli in 2019 because the problem of youth cannabis vaping would not have fallen off of the radar screen. Now, if I was to grab my tinfoil hat back there and put it on my head and start talking like Alex Jones, the CDC is in control of all of this, right? Did the CDC purposefully stop reporting these numbers in order to make Evoli worse than it could have been? Did the CDC know this was coming and willingly hold information back from American citizens and from, from scientists and from healthcare people and from tobacco controllers? Could Evoli have been prevented if the CDC just was forthright with this data about youth THC use. Did they purposefully do this in order to get nicotine vaping bans passed in states? Evoli was the catalyst for all of it. And if the CDC had been doing their homework and been reporting these data points, they could have prevented Evoli from happening. But I feel, ah, down in my guts that that's not what the CDC wanted to happen. Even if you look at all youth vapors, anyone who has used an e-cigarette in the past 30 days, more than half of these youth are vaping THC, not just nicotine. Here's the data which the CDC has concealed. Percentage of current youth e-cigarette users reporting ever use of THC vapes. 2016, 39%. This is what Gardner just said. 2017, 52%. 2018, 54%. Do 
To me, that looks like uh, rising percentages. Now, this is the percentage of heavy, heavy use of THC vapes. 2016, 62% of youths heavily used THC vapes. 2017, 73% heavy usage of THC vapes. 2018, 71% heavy use of THC vapes. CDC is not concerned about this. What percentage of youths vaped THC in 2019? Like Charles Gardner said, the answer is we have no idea. Why? Because the CDC did not even ask the question about cannabis or THC vaping in the 2019 National Youth Tobacco Survey. What? Why would the CDC intentionally take this question off of the survey when it had included it in the 2016, 2017, and 2018 surveys? If you put everything together, the fact that the CDC concealed the information on youth THC vaping for three years straight, the fact that the CDC blamed the Evoli outbreak on e-cigarettes rather than THC vaping for months before finally having to admit that e-cigarettes, nicotine e-cigarettes, were not to blame, and the fact that the CDC intentionally removed the THC vaping question from the 2019 National Youth Tobacco Survey. One can only get the impression that the CDC is intentionally hiding from the public the extent of youth THC vaping because it wants the public to incorrectly believe that nicotine e-cigarettes, not THC vapes, are the greatest and most serious vaping-related health risk faced by our nation's youth. The CDC cover-up of the role being played by THC vaping in the youth vaping epidemic has had serious consequences. Arguably, it contributed to the sudden and unexpected outbreak of respiratory disease that took place that took the public health world by storm last year. Something that could potentially have been avoided or reduced had health practitioners and agencies throughout the country been aware of the severe health risks being posed by youth THC vaping. It could also have helped avoided misguided policies such as e-cigarette flavor bans that are sweeping the nation which are going to push youth towards more THC vaping as flavored e-liquids become less available. Now, Dr. Siegel is a professor of public health at the Boston University School of Public Health. This isn't some tinfoil hat nonsense. He worked for CDC. He worked for CDC. The CDC had better add the THC vaping question back into the 2020 survey because I am predicting, Michael Siegel is predicting, I am predicting that the proportion of youth vapors who report the use of THC vapes is going to rise significantly in 2020 and beyond because of the widespread bans on flavored nicotine e-liquids. The rest of the story is that the CDC is concealing and suppressing critical health data on youth THC use, apparently in an attempt to overhype the harms of e-cigarettes. 
This is causing significant adverse public health consequences unless health practitioners and agencies understand that the problem of youth vaping is not solely a problem of youth nicotine use, they will be unable to craft effective policy and protect the health of our nation's youth. Tinfoil hat question. Did the CDC just engineer this from the beginning? Was the first step removing the question was the second step a volley outbreak? Was the third step to blame it on nicotine vapes? How can you possibly trust the CDC after reading that? How c- more people get hurt by their actions? More people get hurt by the CDC's actions. It's unbelievable. Steffi Fi, appreciate that super chat. Uh, I was in a meeting today and it was confirmed to me, hang on, it was confirmed to me that the Arkansas Youth Tobacco Initiative initiative uses outdated CDC data. I'm trying to change this. Thank you, Steffi Ray, for trying to change that. It's not just the Arkansas Youth Tobacco Initiative. It is literally everybody. Diane Feinstein sent me an email, couldn't have been two weeks ago. Couldn't have been two weeks ago. Hang on, let me hydrate. That was a lot to rage through. Let me hydrate. The CDC had better add the THC vaping question back to the 2020 survey because I am predicting that the proportion of youth vapors who report the use of marijuana THC vapes is going to rise significantly in 2020 and beyond because of the widespread bans on flavored e-liquids. The CDC is just, what the hell is going on there? Just rotten, rotten to the core. I cannot possibly believe that the CDC has anybody's best interests in mind other than, you know, big pharmaceuticals, right? Why? Why take the question out? Why why ignore Ivali for so many months? Why does the CDC want the world to think that the biggest health risk to youth is nicotine? What? Is it money? Is it power? I can't I don't even know what to say about that anymore. Vape past the rage? Thank you, Death Cave Studio. I will. <laughs> I will vape past the rage. I I don't know. I don't know. Does anybody? Hi, Top. Welcome. (coughs) Top Clicks TV. Hi and bye. I'll see you on the replay, my man. Man? Woman? I don't know. My person. Absolutely terrible. Terrible organization. Terrible organization. And... I mean, you can even go back to that special 510 report that I did with the incredible help of the amazing Danielle Jones. Vaping's Biggest Enemy, Part 1 and 2. That makes a lot more sense now in light of this CDC news. Big People, big tobacco is not our biggest enemy. Big pharmaceuticals and the Centers for Disease Control, which it's the Centers for Disease Control 
Why are they so concerned with tobacco? Why did they waste so much of their time? You know, the re, I mean, the, the response of the CDC to COVID-19 could have been predicted by vapors. You could have asked any vapor, you think the CDC is going to handle COVID-19 well? Every one of us would have said, what the fuck? No, of course not. Of course not. He who pays the piper calls the tune. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's just for money. I guess it's just for power. I mean, I'm interested to see what their end game is. I get the feeling that this is not over. In 2020, uh, are we going to see this exponential rise in youth use of THC products? And that's going to give governors and whoever's president and the CDC power to go, well, nope, now we have to federally regulate this. We can't leave it up to the states. We have to federally regulate this. Do they, they want everything. They want to control tobacco. They want to control nicotine. They want to control cannabis. Is this their big grab? They're like, wait, hey, we're going after cannabis. We want to control cannabis, so we might as well take down nicotine vaping You know, on the road to taking over the cannabis industry. Unreal to me. Unreal to me. So yeah, there you go. That's the CDC. That's the corrupt CDC. Yeah, vaping is a disease. I mean, technically, addiction is a disease of your brain. I'm going to have links uh, all down in the description. I am uh, gobsmacked. I am gobsmacked, gobsmacked at this news from uh, Mike Siegel, Avali, CDC, THC, Let's conflate it all. Let's just confuse the hell out of the public. Let's make everybody think that this is from nicotine vaping when it's clearly not from nicotine vaping, but people are going to ban nicotine vaping. You know, I think even PAVE is going to feel foolish after this. Like, we were trying to protect kids from nicotine vaping when it was THC the whole, you know, the whole time. I feel like it's that moon meme. Have you guys seen that new meme (laughs) where the guy with the astronauts shooting each other? I'd be like, well, it was THC the whole time? Always has been. Yeah, always has been. Always freaking has been. So uh, let me leave you off with a little bit of news here. I guess we, eh, there's a few minutes left. I don't want this to run crazy long. A filter magazine. Let me hydrate really quickly. Never attribute to malevolence what is merely due to incompetence. I would like to believe I, I would feel uh funk funk funkin Frankenmeiser in the chat. I would feel um I would feel relieved if this was simply incompetence. I don't give much credit to the federal government to be able to accomplish anything. I'll never under I'll never understand why people want more government. Have you, who's gone into the DMV and went, I wish everything was like this. Give me more government. I'll never understand that. And I would feel relieved if this was just merely incompetence. But it's hard. It's hard to not think that the CDC is doing this on purpose. Why? Why remove the question about, about THC in the 2020 National Youth Tobacco Survey? Does it suddenly not matter? 
even though the trend was going up, the trend was going down for smoking and nobody celebrated that. The, the trend was minimal for nicotine vaping and they called it an epidemic. Ah, it's hard not to, not to feel like you're just in some boring dystopian future where it's just a boring dystopian future. It's hard not to think it's malevolent. It's hard not to think it's calculated. I mean, shit. Paul Blair said, uh, where, where's the Paul Blair tweet? Let me get the Paul Blair tweet. Yeah. A year ago, this week, <laughs> a year ago, this week, one of the more significant, coordinated, and fraudulent public health scares was orchestrated at all levels of the government. Now, that sounds so tinfoil hat, but those of us that were here that experienced it, that went through it firsthand, that were trying to correct people, shit, I went on TV, I went on Spectrum In Focus California to talk to that doctor, doctor about Evoli. We're all going crazy going, no, this has nothing to do with nicotine. We saw it playing out in front of us firsthand. And the CDC just, nope, dragging their feet. Nope, it's just vaping. It's just vaping. It's just vaping. How many flavor bans can the states get through while we drag our feet and say that it's just vaping? It's just vaping. It's just vaping. It's hard not to feel like it's malevolent. I, like I said, I would be relieved if it was just ignorance or not even ignorance, if it was just incompetence. No, exactly, Neferon. No evidence points to incompetence. All the evidence points to that this is a calculated, coordinated thing, event. Where's my InfoWars logo? That's how I feel right now. I feel crazy right now reading that. I felt crazy reading it earlier and I feel crazier reading it now. I felt crazy reading Perverse Psychology. Reading about how anti-vaping campaigners basically created the youth vaping epidemic. Michelle Minton is a genius. She's a brilliant woman. Brilliant woman. So uh, let's uh, let's end the last 15 minutes here. I guess we're going to go for a full hour and a half today. Let's end this last 15 minutes. Um, Filter Magazine, uh, Alex Norcia, our good buddy Alex Norcia, wrote a great article for Filter Magazine. Check this out, what's happening in New York right now. Yeah, Native American reservations, a haven for New York vape shops. What? What? Around Thanksgiving 2019, two months after Governor Andrew Cuomo signed an executive order that banned the sales of flavored vaping products in New York. Uh, I'm going to pronounce this gentleman's name wrong. Teobi Silva thought that he'd give the vape business another shot. Rob Emorlovich, Emorlovich, the owner of a vape shop called Fluid Vapor and a local e-liquid manufacturing business. So basically the, the gist of the, I've read this a thousand times, I don't want to read it again. Basically the gist of this is this, this store owner, Rob, who owned Fluid Vapor, basically hit up this guy Silva on the Native American reservation and said, hey, you want to get into the vape business? And Tayobi Silva said, yeah, sure, absolutely. Because on Native American land, and this is the same thing that used to happen in Carson City, where I used to live in Carson City, Nevada, you could go to reservation land, which is in the city. But sometimes people think like, 
well, if you want to go to, to uh, you know, Native American reservation land, if you want to go to the sovereign, you know, reservation land, you're going to have to drive like two hours out to the desert or something like this. No, it's right there. It's, it's literally just right there. It's just right there. It's, it's in there. In Carson City, it was literally like a stoplight. You just turn right at the stoplight and suddenly you're on reservation land. If you turn left at the stoplight, you're on county land. You would go there to buy your cigarettes because they didn't have this tobacco, the same tobacco taxes that the state imposes. It's the same thing in New York. You can go to reservation land and buy cigarettes that aren't imposed by Governor Cuomo's enormous tobacco tax on there. Well, turns out same thing is true for e-liquid because they are members of the tribe and conduct business on their sovereign land. The New York state flavor ban does not apply. So Fluid Vapor hooked up with this guy, Silva, on sovereign tribal land and is, they're opening a vape shop, selling flavored e-liquids just off of reservation land and the government, Cuomo, can't do shit about it. Now, this isn't like a sustainable thing for all vape shops in the state. This is literally just an example of one vape shop doing this, but I think this is spectacular. I think this is spectacular. I think this is spectacular. There's a quote in here from uh, my old good buddy. I used to know this guy, Andrew Osborne. Uh, It was less a question of if this would happen, said Andrew Osborne, the vice president of the NYSVA, the New York State Vapor Association, and more of when as the entire vape economy in New York and others restricted states have begun to shift into gray and illicit markets following the pandemic and a variety of flavor bans and prohibitive measures. When we talk about black markets and we talk about gray markets, this fits right in there. This is the gray market. This is the gray market. So if you're in New York state, I don't know how far away, I mean, look into this. I don't know where the fluid vapor uh, shop is. Here he is. Here's the guy. He looks stoked. Here's here's the man himself. There he is. There's Silva. And that's his vape shop. And he sells, looks like, uh, oh, a lot of puff bars, a lot of... uh, A lot of puff bars. Good thing the federal government banned those. They're not for sale anymore. Look at that. E-liquid. If I can read this correctly. uh, Yeah. Looks like you get some tangerine e-liquid there. Some pina colada. Some root beer e-liquid. Right there. From Fluid Vapor. On sovereign. Sovereign Native American land. Where Governor Cuomo can't do shit about it. Uh, I love this. I think this is a fantastic idea. I'm going to put a link in the description. I'll also put one in the chat right here. Boop. Nope. How about boop, boop, boop. There you go. There's a chat. There's a link in the chat right there. Alex Norcia, huge shout out to Alex Norcia, huge shout out to Filter Mag for uh, publishing this. Um, It's a great article. And like I said, I think this is a great idea. And as Andrew Osborne said, it was less a question of if, this would happen, and more of when. Thank you, Georgie. I appreciate you uh, reminding everybody. Smash that like button. Smash it. Destroy it. 
punch your computer. No, you don't have to punch your computer. Don't punch your computer, please. Um, I guess I got, I, I got like 10 minutes left. Let me do this one last thing. This one very, very last thing. Now, if anybody uh, listened to that perverse psychology or the podcast, or you don't even have to have done that to know that the United States vaping youth epidemic has been severely over-exaggerated not just severely over-exaggerated, exponentially over-exaggerated. And it has to do with the way that the CDC handles their shit with the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey. You know, they can say, teen vaping way less common than the news claims. This comes from Australia. Got a little bit of Australian news for you here. Last week, Australian School playgrounds were reportedly awash with vaping smoke. Over 65% of adolescents aged 14 to 17 were using e-cigarettes, one major news site said, quoting the new national survey of drug use. So in Australia, they have something very, very similar to our United States National Youth Tobacco Survey, but it's called, I already forgot the name of it, National Survey of Drug Use. That's what they call it. National Survey of Drug Use. This article talks about the United States, how this happened in the United States. There's these big uh, billboards like this that say one in five Minnesota high schoolers vape nicotine. Oh, oh, scary. That's a funny way. Uh, that's a funny way of saying that eighty percent of Minnesota high schoolers don't vape. It's just a weird, really weird way of saying that. But they also declared in Australia, you know, this sort of—I don't know—they didn't use the term epidemic like we did in the United States, but they used these really astronomical numbers: sixty-five percent and and the like, and the such as. Well, it turns out. This is misleading. Who knew? Who knew? Why would the government want to mislead you? I don't know. Money, power. Why does the CDC want to mislead you? I don't know. Money, power. Turns out e-cigarette use here refers to lifetime use. If you've ever had a single puff to vape, a single puff, you get included in that statistic. You become a, a vapor. When they say 65%, that includes anybody aged 14 to 17, even if you just take one puff. Oh, epidemic. That kid's a vapor. He's going to have a lifetime of nicotine addiction. Even if he never picks it up again, even if he takes five puffs, he's considered a regular vapor. It's very misleading. I was reading this thinking, is this the United States? The National Drug Household Strategy Survey is misreporting the youth vaping numbers exactly the same way that the Centers for Disease Control misreported the youth vaping numbers in their National Youth Tobacco Surveys? The parallels are crazy. Oh, I had it all queued up here. Oh, no, there it is. That's the old one. It's kind of, the, par- the parallels are unbelievable. Unbelievable. And as it says, teen vaping is way less common than the news claims. Yeah. Teen vaping, 
way less common than the news claims. Ivali had nothing to do with legal regulated nicotine vapes and the CDC is suppressing information about youth THC use for some reason and that's where we're at. One year later after Ivali, still dealing with this hogwash. (laughs) Still dealing with this hogwash. Vaping needs PR. That's the only thing I can think of. Vaping needs PR. How do we get some PR for vaping? First of all, let's change the name to vaping. I'm open, willing and open to all suggestions. We can call it nicotine vaping, electronic nicotine vaping, nicotine vaporizers, vaporizing, vaporizing nicotine, not smoking, I don't know what else we can call it. We've run out of names. We kind of have to stick with vaping at this point, do we? Should we go back to calling them e-cigarettes? No, I hate that. That's the worst. Vaping needs some PR. Unfortunately, who do you trust? You can't, obviously can't trust the news. You can't trust public news media. Obviously, you can't trust the CDC. Obviously, you can't trust the Australian National Survey of Drug Use. Electronic nicotine replacement. ENRs, ah, that could be a thing. You know, it's got to be a a catchy thing. The EDS, NDS, NDSing, NDS, chessing, (laughs) cheesing, weather making, yeah, weather making, cloud chasing, clouding, want to call it clouding? That's even worse. That's even cornier than Vapnik call it tooting. Yeah. I call it tooting again. Take a toot here. I don't know what we can call it, but we need something. Nico vapes. Nicotine has to be part of the name. Yeah. Nicotine does have to be part of the name. Clean nicotine initiative. (laughs) The clean nicotine initiative. Plumers. Oh, look. Okay, Andy, plumers, that's pretty good. Just pluming, just plumers, just cloud pluming. Call it suck puppy. (laughs) Miller man, Chris, you lunatic. Smaugging, we'll call it smaugging, smaug, ends. Nicotine Evolved Revisioned Delivery System. Uh, yeah, that could be a thing. Nicking. Look, I'm in favor of calling it nicking. I want to call it nicking. I would call it nicking. It just sounds weird because my name is Nick and because we haven't said it a lot, you know? Vaping sounded weird at first when people started calling it vaping. I'm like, uh, it's not, vaping sounds weird. It sounded weird to me, but after you say it eight quadrillion times, it just sticks. Let's call it blowing Nick. Let's call it Blowing Nick, Big Lou. Blowing Nick. Call it Blowing Penis. Personalized Electronic Nicotine Inhalation System. Blowing Nick. That's where, I think that's what we're going to call it. NHR. Nerds. Yeah. Nicotine Harm Reduction. Yeah. It needs to be catchier. This is why we need, uh, this is why we need PR. This is why we need people smarter than me to come up with this, to come up with some little catchy thing. You know, they could too. They'd come up with some, I like nicking too. 
I'm going to call it nicking from now on. Should I do that? Should I try to normalize that terminology, that verbiage? Call it fluffy McShit... What? McShickinsons? I don't think we should do that. Not sure about blowing Nick. Yeah. Anyway, that's where we're going to wrap up this year, Tuesday, Bro Tuesday, you guys. Listen, I really appreciate you coming out for some Rage Sweat, a.k.a. Truth Butter. Uh, I'm going to have links, like I said, to everything that I just talked about down in the description of this video. This video uh, is also available as a podcast on iTunes, as a podcast as well on SoundCloud, GrimGreen.com. That's where I put everything. Everything's just on GrimGreen.com. No matter what happens with YouTube or anything, any sort of social media, I'll always be a GrimGreen.com. All my stuff gets posted there. So like I said, thank you guys so much. I'll have links down in the description. Um, just remember that uh, no matter what anybody tells you, Ivali had nothing to do with nicotine vaping, and nicotine vaping is still at least 95% less harmful for you than burning combustible tobacco cigarettes. So yeah, you guys, let's keep on vaping. Be excellent to each other. If you want to hit that like button on your way out, well, we got one more from Living Hints. Can't end yet. Living Hint says, good community. Hug someone today, then tomorrow. Yeah, bro. Hell yeah, Living Hints. Thank you, Addy Tooney, for those links. Uh, GrimGreenMerch.com is a thing. I appreciate all the support, you guys. Uh, don't forget, vaping is still at least 95% less harmful for you than burning combustible tobacco cigarettes. So yeah, let's keep on vaping, you guys. Don't forget to hit that like button on your way out. Be excellent to each other, everybody. Peace. Oh, the intro just doesn't work now? Oh, that's great.